trying to get a little more catchy here, so here you go. But the path laid before us to follow Jesus. In this Easter sermon series, this is the way. We will talk about the path laid before us to follow Jesus. We will discuss Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way maker. That we can rely and trust in him and in your word for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will continue to do in the lives of those that love you and what you're doing in this world. So we give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so today's sermon series that we're just starting is called This is the Way. Not just because there's a Mandalorian show that has that saying, but because Jesus is the way. When we look at John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. These aren't on your slides. I snuck this in here last minute. I want to read out of John 1, 1, so if you have your Bibles, turn to it fairly quickly, and then I'm also going to hit Genesis 1, 1. So in John 1, 1, it talks about how the Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life, and that life was light of all mankind. And that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Genesis 1.1 In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless, empty, and dark. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and called the darkness night. And then there was evening, and then there was morning for the first day. When I think back about John fourteen six, how everything within creation was made through Jesus. And how through him nothing was made that has been made. So from the very beginning of life and creation itself, it made its way through Jesus. Go to the next slide, please. There are over 300 prophecies about Jesus. Here are just ten. Born of a virgin, descendant of David, born in Bethlehem, rejected by his own people, betrayed by a friend, crucified with criminals, pierced hands and feet, his garments divided with casted lots, the resurrection from the dead, and the ascension to heaven. 
those are just 10 of 300 biblical prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. For one man to fulfill that is actually mathematically extremely challenging. But when you go to fill in 300 prophecies, let's put this in a small visual. Next slide. If you filled the entire state of Texas up to three feet deep with silver dollars, and then you were flying over the state of Texas, and you parachuted out, and you landed in the coins, and you picked up a coin, and that one coin was marked red, that is the equivalent of one man being able to actually fulfill the prophecies. The likelihood of you jumping out of a plane and finding that one coin in the state of Texas, that's the equivalent of one man fulfilling all the biblical prophecies that Jesus did. When we think about who the Son of God is, we often look to the New Testament. But because everything was created through Jesus, and that He is the Word of God in flesh, it's often overlooked within Christianity to actually look for Jesus in the Old Testament. And so... I wanted to share with you all, it's a gauntlet of a list, okay? We're going to go through every single book of the Bible, and I'm going to get hyped saying this, so if you want to get rowdy with me, you can, but if you pull up the next slide, oh man, you guys can't see, okay, you can see that. From here I can't, but I got it right here. This is Jesus in every book of the Bible. In Genesis, he's the seed of a woman. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is the atoning sacrifice. In Numbers, he is the smitten rock. In Deuteronomy, Jesus is the faithful prophet. In Joshua, Jesus is captain of the Lord of hosts. In Judges, Jesus is the divine deliverer. In Ruth, he's the kingsman redeemer. In 1 Samuel, Jesus is the anointed one. In 2 Samuel, Jesus is the son of David. First and Second Kings, he is the coming king. In First and Second Chronicles, he is the building of the temple. In Ezra, he is the restorer of the temple. In Nehemiah, he is the restorer of the nation. In Job, he is the living redeemer. In Psalms, Jesus is the praise of Israel. In Proverbs, Jesus is the wisdom of God. In Ecclesiastes, Jesus is the teacher. In the Song of Solomon, he is the fairest of 10,000. In Isaiah, he is the suffering servant. In Jeremiah, the maker of the new covenant. In Lamentations, Jesus is the man of sorrow. In Ezekiel, Jesus is the glory of God. In Daniel, he is the coming Messiah. In Hosea, he is the lover of the unfaithful. And in Joel, Jesus is the hope of Israel. In Amos, He's a husband man. In Obadiah, he's the savior. In Jonah, he's the resurrected one. In Micah, the ruler of Israel. In Nahum, the avenger. Habakkuk, holy God. In Zephaniah, king of Israel. In Haggai, desire of nations. In Zechariah, the righteous branch. In Malachi, son of righteousness. 
In Matthew, he is the king of the Jews. In Mark, servant of the Lord. In Luke, he is the son of man. And in John, the son of God. In Acts, he is he's the ascended Lord. In Romans, the believer's righteousness. In 1 Corinthians, he is the sanctification. In 2 Corinthians, he is the sufficiency. In Galatians, he is liberty. In Ephesians, he is the head of the church. In Philippians, he is the Christian's joy. In Colossians, the fullness of the deity. In 1 Thessalonians, he is the believer's comfort. In 2 Thessalonians, the believer's glory. In 1 Timothy, he is the Christian's preserver. In 2 Timothy, the Christian's reward. In Titus, blessed hope. Philemon, the substitute. In Hebrews, Jesus is the high priest. In James, he is the giver of wisdom. In 1 Peter, Jesus is the rock. In 2 Peter, he is the precious promise. In 1 John, he is life. In 2 John, he is truth. And in 3 John, he is the way. And in Jude, he is the advocate. In Revelation, he is the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. That is the Jesus that we serve. And that is the Jesus that has made a way before the beginning of time and creation itself. As we look at our lives and we see everything going on in the world, we see what's bothering us, whether it's finances, whether it's politics, whatever season of life that we are in, Jesus has already made the way. And in human history and life, as he's fulfilled all of these 300 plus prophecies, that gives credence to him actually being the divine chosen one in our life. And when we call upon the name of the Lord and when we're saved through him, not only is he the salvation that we have through Christ Jesus on our way to God, but he has also gone before us and prepared a way that through salvation we have eternal life. So when we think of Jesus, he's not just the Son of God who died on the cross through whom we have salvation. He is through, he is the one who everything that was created was created through. He encompasses all things. And without him, nothing that has been made would be where it is at today. I remember, oh golly, this was 14, 15 plus years ago. How long have we been married? Coming up on 14 years, so 15 years-ish. I'm from Kansas. And we were, I can't remember what the holiday was, but we were up in Kansas visiting my parents before we were married. And on the way back, you know where I-35 and 412 intersect? Okay? This was before, you know, smartphones and GPS and stuff like that. Uh, Let me phrase that. They had GPSs. I just didn't have one. I was a broke college student. So we're going back. And I'm pretty sure we need to turn onto 412 here. But I couldn't really see the sign and the lovely lady sat next to me is like oh no it's the next one you remember this and we drove past our exit 
And then we try to figure out how to get back coming the other way. And we're like, okay, cool. So we hopped over the, the ditch, got on the other side, started coming back the other way. And then she's like, okay, this is the one that you need to take. So I take the what we thought was the exit, but it was just an exit to nowhere. It wasn't the exit to 412. And so then I'm thinking, okay, now what do I do? I can't, there was no entrance back on to I-35 to continue to go on to 412. So this smart young man decided, I'm going to reverse up this off-ramp and then get on and then continue. I drove on the shoulder and then we finally made our way and everything was fine. But how much easier would that have been with guided instructions? Not to paint my wife as someone who's speaking negatively in my ear. That's not the scenario. But in life, we have these ideas or these thoughts that say, okay, this is, this is the way that you should go. This is what you should be doing. And ultimately, it's distractions from God's intended direction and plan and purpose for your life. And no matter how sweet, how innocent, how loving that voice may sound, it still is taking you away from the direction that you're supposed to go. And when we are attuned to who Jesus is, and we know his character, we know his heart, and we know it through the Word of God. It says His, I say this? He's a light into my feet. And am I butchering this now? A lamp into my feet and a light into my path. There we go. That when we follow Jesus' direction through the knowledge of the Word and through the intimacy of relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's like having a GPS almost in those moments of I don't know what direction to go. And when there's a lot of other chaos, a lot of other voices, a lot of other choices to choose from, in Him you can find direction. And a lot of times when I'm seeking direction and guidance, God, what what direction do you want me to go to? And you're not hearing His voice specifically you will know through an internal peace. And so when we have chaos, when we have distractions, we can follow Jesus' way by following the peace of God that surpasses our understanding. And through him and through peace, he makes a way for us. with today's message we see throughout scripture how Jesus has portrayed we see examples of him throughout every single book of the Bible And as we read the Bible and we get to know his character and know his likeness in the word, then it gets lived out in our life. 
and we can know and trust who He is and His direction because from the beginning of the Word, we see Him making a way every step of the way. God, I thank You for who You are and the life that we have in Jesus. That you have made a way for us since the beginning of time. That even before you created humanity, you already knew that we were going to screw it up. And that you already planned to send Jesus. that the eternal plan for our salvation far outweighed any hurt, pain, or suffering that the Son of Man would experience. And despite knowing all that, you still chose us. And you chose to make a way. So as we're praying here, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you haven't accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, feel free to raise your hand. If you're here today, And you feel like while you know Jesus is the way, you haven't been following his way. Feel free to also raise your hand. Thank you. God, I lift up my friends that have raised their hand. Will we pray over them? that your peace will dominate their heart and mind. And that they will know your truth, know your words, and know your ways by the example set before them through Jesus. But as it says in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. That when we seek you first, you will direct our steps and make the path known. So we give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some new faces, so if you haven't said hi to anyone yet, do that. Thank you so much for joining us. We're glad that you guys came. On Sunday nights, we have Bible studies. Also on Wednesday nights, we also have a Bible study. And from 6 to 7, we actually have supper. So you are also more than welcome to join us for that. But that concludes the end of our service, and you guys are all dismissed.